0: Matthew, how, first of all, how great is this, huh?
1: Evan, it's a dream come true.
0: I mean, this is our first time officially riding the par train together. I think that intro song really encapsulated our uh, shared personality, that energy, that positivity. What do you think?
1: Evan, I'm pumped. You're pumped. You know, I've been on the bogey train a few times, and that's a terrible train. That is a that is a train you feel like you can't get off. I <laughs> so, tell you. I tell you what, the par train is a train you want to get on.
0: <laughs> hey. I always heard that the par train had the best food, the best drinks. We'll get into the drinks a little bit later. But you yeah, know, I'm a, I thought I'm it a had big the best Amtrak amenities, guy. and now we're gonna ride it once a month.
1: Yeah, as a big Amtrak rider myself. Um, you know, you got to have a good cafe and beverage car, and you know what, we've got it. We've got it here. So I'm pumped,
0: you know, <laughs> hopefully, we ride those par trains uh, on the weekends as well. Just uh, that's that's on the golf course. So, um, so Matthew, should we tell the listeners a little bit about like? A little bit about this: how we get here, what the part train is.
1: I think it's important, Ev. I really do.
0: So, I believe we happen to share the same best friend. Is that true? Yeah,
1: yeah it turns out we do. His name's Ryan Winehouse. Hey, Ryan, if
0: you're out there. Wow, full name. <laughs> <Born> on blast.
1: <laughs> you know, yep. I helped raise the oh.
0: kid. Um, Pre-K, I was the pre-K BFF. And then I shipped them off. I did all the hard work. Gave you to him at college, and you kind of had to tame the beast. As they yeah,
1: said. yeah. It was um, it was uh, it was great fun living with him. It was a bit of a, a bit of a chore sometimes, but I feel like we're giving our uh, you know our speech like we gave uh, at Ryan's wedding at the rehearsal dinner. You know, and that
0: started it all for us, didn't it?
1: I think it did. To be honest with you, I think we. I think our podcast career started that night at the rehearsal dinner. We just didn't even realize it. I mean, the drinks were flowing, you know, and we were making Ryan laugh <laughs> the whole time. I mean, so. the
0: moment you put on that blonde wig,
1: you yeah.
0: um, really brought down the house. So, folks, we gave a little shared uh, wedding speech since, you know, we're the two best friends. We thought, why not do a duet, <laughs> you know? Alto and soprano here. Um, yeah, no, so, we'll, get
1: Ryan, we'll get Ryan on the part train. Um, one of know. these days. Matter well, not of time. To
0: behave. He's been a little salty lately, yeah. Um, but yeah, Ooh, we'll see how he behaves. We'll get but, him in. Yeah, so Matt, tell uh, tell the listeners who you are.
1: Yeah, no, Matt Cermak, born and raised in Chicago, Illinois. Um, played right. golf at Missouri State University with mm. a, our buddy Ryan. Mm. Um, been a golfer my whole life, you know, and I'm living I'm back in Chicago now, still playing as much golf as I can, trying to make as many pars as I can. I mean, birdies are good too, but you know, I'm... More pars. Uh, tough bus- to ride
0: the birdie train, my friend. It's
1: tough. tough, tough to uh, yeah, tough to make pars from the trees too. So you got to hit in the fairway. <laughs> um, but no, that's uh, you know, I'm working in commercial real estate. I'm an avid golf golfer. I'm an avid Cubs fan. We'll talk about that later. But um, yep. mm-hmm. you know, I think uh, you and I got you know, we've got a love for sports. We got a love for golf and. You know, we just want to keep talking about it.
0: Let's do it. So, what about you
1: know? What about you, Evan?
0: Yeah, so I'm Evan. Uh, I am from St. Louis, Missouri. So, the par train, you know, a lot of it's going to be about this Chicago versus St. Louis. There's a lot of rivalries there. Um, it's kind oh, of yeah. like think of it as like Twilight Rounds, rival towns. <laughs> you know, pretty good. Evan. Um, That's pretty good. Yeah, so I uh, I am an avid golfer myself. Huge Cardinals baseball fan. Um, I work in tech and marketing now and uh, have a little bit of a sports background in my uh, career as well. So, I mean, every time Matt and I talk, it kind of feels like a podcast. We were like, well, why not allow others to hop on the train, punch their card too, right? Well,
1: we're not going to let everybody on. You know, there's going to be a vetting process, but we hope to get, you know, the right kind of people on. True. So, it's going to be great.
0: Or should I say Troon? Because it's Royal Troon this week, British Evan, Open.
1: Evan, didn't you play Troon?
0: You know what? I actually did. That's funny that that segue went there naturally. But, you know, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there.
1: All right. All so right.
0: should we just dive right in? I mean, well, first of all, I, I think I hear something coming down the aisle of the partrain. train. Is that the cart girl?
1: I knew it. I think that is the card gold. My God, where has she been? We're on the ninth. feels like we're on the ninth. I haven't seen her the whole time. Seriously,
0: I don't know what she's being paid for. Okay. Ah, so, so perfect. Matt, all right, it's your turn to order. What are you drinking before we start?
1: Well, I, you know, I, I gotta, I'm going to ask her if they have gin. You know, Usually, it's a 50-50, depending on what course you're playing. They usually have vodka for the Bloody Marys, but you know, if they got gin, um, I'm in. You know, Gin and tonic is uh, actually what I'm sipping on right now, so feels Beautiful. like I'm on the
0: course. Beautiful. The fact that it's 145th uh, Open Championship, I decided to pull out the Monkey Shoulder Scotch whiskey. Uh, yeah. For those of you scots uh. um, and Scotch enthusiasts, you know I normally know you like to go to that single malt, but if you want to spend a little bit less and have that same quality and smoothness, uh, the Monkey Shoulder is a nice blend that feels single. If you know what I'm saying. So uh, I got a little <laughs> Scotch, you got a little gin.
1: Well, Evan, I'm saving the best for last. I'm drinking the Hendrix Gin, actually distilled oh. in Scotland. So oh. if you want to, you know, if you just want to start celebrating now, that you know, we is, are. That is so,
0: fantastic. So, okay. I,
1: I, you know, I'm not, it's not my first time. So, um, you yeah. know. This guy's well, good.
0: Okay. <laughs> so a lot, this is actually funny that this is our first ever podcast because a lot happened today. This is Tuesday of the... Open Championship, 145th at Royal Troon in Scotland, and there was a lot of controversy today at the press conferences with Spieth and Mr. Rory McIlroy. Uh, Spieth announced that he is not going to play for the U.S. in the Olympics. First time the golf is returning to the Olympics in what, hundred years?
1: Yeah, yeah, a lot of buzz right now. You know, we thought America could at least maybe put their best team out there, but clearly not the case for a lot of different reasons.
0: So Spieth got a little salty with the reporters. Long story short, he cited health reasons like a lot of the other guys that have dropped out. So Zika virus I get. Um, But let me ask you this, Matthew. If he is not planning on having children anytime soon, he's 22 years old, I assume he's not, I think the worst case scenario is flu-like symptoms for one to two weeks, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think think the fact of the matter is Probably from a personal standpoint, Jordan Spieth made the best decision for himself. Look, this guy has had more off-course commitments in this year than, he, than he's had in his in his short career. You know, he's won he's won two majors. He's been open about that and some of his struggles this year. I mean, granted, he's won twice already, but he's he struggled more than he did last year. So the off-course commitments, plus he's obviously got the British Open right now. He's still got the PGA. Um, he, he, you know, as Rory kind of said, that we're here to win majors. It's just, it's too much. It is absolutely too much to fit in to a, you know, a schedule. These guys are trying to win the FedEx Cup. These guys are playing for big money, and they're trying to win major championships. And that's, I think that's just, you know, he's not going to tell us this, but that's, a, that's it, you know. And he just, he wants to keep things, control things that he can control.
0: Yeah, so I feel like it's more. Of it's a, a gamble. Thing.
1: It's a, it's a wrench in the schedule for sure. But it's not like these guys just found out about it last week. What That's do you true. think about speed? I think what I liked about speed, though, he was forthright. He said it was one of the harder decisions he's ever had to make. So at least, you know, I can respect, you know.
0: He said it was the hardest decision say. of his life. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I've heard that there's actually more concern about the political unrest in Rio um, versus the, the Zika virus. Well, your
1: political unrest, Zeke, I don't know how safe the, the water is to drink over there. I mean, there's just a lot of balls in the air. <laughs> I
0: mean, let's be honest, man. Get the bottles, you know? You want flatter, <laughs> you want bubbles. It's that simple, okay? I get it. Um, I mean, I just, I don't know. I was looking at the schedule, and I'm like, okay, I'm Jordan Spieth. I could get a gold medal for my country. First time golf's coming back. I get the schedule. Right after I get back from the Olympics, I got the Wyndham Championship. $5.4 million purse, probably wouldn't play in that. Maybe I would, but then from there it goes right into the Barclays, Deutsche Bank, BMW, and this is the playoffs. It goes right into the Torque yeah. Championship in September. So we, they basically have a month and go right into the FedEx Cup playoffs fighting for 10 mil. So I guess he's thinking, okay, even if I everything's good there, let's say I win the gold medal, I come back, I'm feeling a little sick, he might feel sick going into the first two legs of the Tour Championship, play himself out of it. Now he can't win 10 mil, and the Ryder Cup September 30th, so I know a guy like him wouldn't really risk his bid to the Ryder Cup, but it's a lot.
1: Like I mean, you can look at it both ways, obviously. And then obviously, we've got Rory. You know, Rory came oh. out today and was you know, pretty vocal about not wanting to play, and like you said, you can respect somebody who doesn't want to play, but I mean, he went the extra mile to talk about – basically say the Olympic golf, Olympics golf is a joke and that he's not even going to watch it. He's only going to watch the sports that matter. He is not here to grow the game of golf. He is sports here – What got
0: into him?
1: I mean, like, he, he's just – I don't know. Rory is just – just, I don't think he had to go the extra mile to talk about all these reasons why he didn't. And it's funny. He, he was on Ferdy fairly recently, and he was sure. talking the Olympics up. He talked it up. So – Look, Rory, it's fine you don't want to play, but like just chill out. You know, it's like
0: we we were talking – Take talk- it easy. Pump the brakes, Roars.
1: Ev, Ev, it's like we were talking about, you know, when the whole USGA incident with DJ, they botched it obviously, handled it poorly, but like Rory could not slow down on Twitter at the USGA. It's like, okay, we get a one tweet, buddy. But, you know, I mean, I don't know. I think he's lifting too many weights, you know. You know, he's just – he's getting some roid rage or Got something.
0: that tiger oh. effect, you know. <laughs> I tell you what, I was he needs blown to have away. A, so, he
1: just pour himself a pint of Guinness and just you know, take a deep breath. Jesus.
0: Seriously. So the lady, a uh, little shout out to the girl Leah, um, the roommate of mine. You know, Great girl. Um, you met her, Matt. You know her. Oh, I have. She makes fun of me because I tend to watch every uh, golf press conference interview that they have. I love listening to their mental approach. I kind of like to get a sense of their, their mind, their positivity, their energy overall. And I got to say, both Speeth and Rory were just – they seemed frustrated. They seemed agitated. I couldn't believe that Rory said that. Like I don't know if he needs to get a lesson in PR or what, but that kid needs to take it down a notch.
1: Well, But see, I can believe it. I mean I think this is, this is behavior where just Rory just – I mean I, th- I don't know if he's trying to give off I'm a stone-cold killer attitude you know, to to the press and uh, but I just I, I think he just is he really does not care. And he you know, I think he maybe prides himself in being very candid, but it's like, dude, <laughs> like you said, you know I mean you know, I was a PR major, you know, I mean maybe I could be his publicist, you know, could you yeah. you know PR publicist one oh one here. I mean, how long how long is that class gonna take? Um so, you know, <laughs> but Anyways, obviously, but look at the guys that are in the Olympics, okay? Bubba Watson. I mean, let's be honest; it's kind of hard to like Bubba Watson these days as a tough, person. Tough is, stuff. But he is Mister Patriotic. Yep. I mean, does it surprise you that this guy wants to be all in on this thing?
0: I mean, no. are we going to return to the days of Ricky and Bubba just snapping picks together? I mean, Bubba's well, been kind of out of the picture with Rick. You know, he's got that uh, family. Ricky's all with you know Justin Thomas, Smiley Kaufman, the
1: boys. Yeah. You know, booze in a little bit. Um, Yeah, they're not as close as they used to be, but they are still buddies, and I think they're going to be great together. But look, I mean, Adam Scott's not playing. Jason Day's not playing. I mean, this is. Dustin. You know, Zach Johnson made some comments and said, look, this is not the most prestigious golf event. It's not even the second most prestigious golf event. If these guys are playing for the country, they'll talk about the Ryder Cup. They don't need to talk about the Olympics.
0: I mean, the fact so, that Rory said, "I'm not even gonna watch golf on the Olympics. I'm gonna watch the things that matter, like track and field." Right? Are you kidding me? The guy's well, running over hurdles. You think that matters more than well the best I mean, golfers in the world? I well, I I
1: don't think he's completely off track. It's just how he said it. I yeah. think you know these you know these other sports that we don't get to see on TV. They train for three years specifically for this. This is their chance to win it all their claim to fame.
0: I'll tell you what, Matt. I'm just going to blatantly call it out. I don't know if either of these guys are in a good state of mind to contend this week at Royal Troon. After what I heard, Jordan was getting all agitated. Uh, He was being a little bit salty. Um, I feel like these guys are just carrying too much weight in their shoulders. And (laughs) How are you going to make that big turn with the shoulders, Matthew, (laughs) if you got Uh, the weight? Of the United States on them.
1: Hmm? Well, if they're thinking of if the United States, Northern Ireland, if they're thinking about that the whole time, they're not going to be on the par train. Okay, <laughs> you got
0: that right. And, They'll be this booted is one off of the easy, after hole this is three. One of
1: the easier open tracks, they're going to be on the bogey train. But we'll see. I'm. I i do not know if I'm totally convinced it's in their head, but I just think Rory's inconsistency with his putter, um, you know, is. I, I just don't see him winning. I think. Um, I think speed. I, I think speed has a much better chance, um, but you know, low scores are shot here, and you know, there's a little rain in the forecast. I mean, you know, you know, it's gonna be, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. So, we're, you know, obviously, like you said, with with their comments, they're they're clearly becoming stories for different reasons.
0: Yep.
1: So, with <clears throat> Michael, I had to bring this Bless up. You, Earthly, kid, excuse me, sorry. I'm getting excited <laughs> because you. My friend have played Royal True, I have. You know, I mean, can you please tell the listeners about your experience? I mean, I mean, this is inside, insider information. Come on. Uh
0: Matthew. Please share. It was it was a trip of a lifetime. I had a little bit of time before my new job. And uh I had to rent a car and drive on the other side of the road by myself, which was the scariest experience I've ever had in my no, life.
1: No Amtrak up in that. Uh, no par in train.
0: Yeah country. To get uh, Troon country. Um, but so here's what I had to do, Matthew. I looked at the maps and I saw Royal Troon two and a half hours away. I was staying in St. Andrews, five minutes away from the old course. Um, and I thought, okay, Royal Troon – Is the home of the Open Championship this year. It would be awesome to play it while I'm here, but do I really want to risk my life? Five hours round trip. And guess what? I got in that little uh, beater of a little uh, rent-a-car. Volkswagen, we'll call it. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And I got there, and let me tell you so uh, my caddy has been caddying at Royal Troon since 1982. Oh, my God. He's caddied for Davis Love III. He was telling me all the little ins and outs. Um, <laughs> Heard of them, right? So get this. He actually told me that the wind was going in the opposite direction when I was playing as it normally does in um, July. Um, yeah. So this will be the opposite for the tour pros. But get this. My front nine, normally they got the wind with them. For me, it was against. I was hitting driver hybrid, driver four iron into virtually every, every hole. And on the back nine... I was hitting five iron wedge unbelievable with the wind with me. That's the difference of the wind. The one thing that nobody's talking about, everyone's talking about just staying out of the, the pop bunkers. I sure. tell you what, the caddy looked at me like I was a crazy man when I got into the fescue and I said, hey, uh, Jason, what do you think? Um, what do you think, a six iron here? He goes, oh, laddie, you're going to want to punch out from that. Get your wedge.
1: <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. go, you,
0: my wedge?
1: Did you listen to him, man?
0: <laughs> oh, Yeah. Took out that little P wedge, went horizontal, picked it out. It was seriously like a stroke penalty every time you get into that thick fescue. I mean, you know, you've played Harborside in Chicago. (laughs) worse than that.
1: Yeah. Do you remember what you got on the postage stamp?
0: I got a bogey. I looked today. Nice. Um, Apparently Rory made an eight or nine today, so I don't know what the hell he's doing. Well, Well, I made a little bogey. The key, you got to be on the front left. Of that hole, it's 125
1: yard. Yeah, folks. If, if, if can you tell the listeners a little bit about the postage stamp?
0: I sure can. So it is the shortest par three, um, in what do they say? The the British Open.
1: Yeah, in the British Open rotation, 123 yards, right?
0: Yeah, I think it's only 120 something yards, um, but it's tough. I mean, you think that's I mean, it's a little half wedge for most of these guys, and uh, still they got a terrible bunker on the right side short you go left you got this downhill lie with crazy fescue with no green to work with i mean it's it's basically henrik stenson described it really well today he kind of compared it to 17th at sawgrass where it's not that hard of a hole um but what is it is it number 11
1: no it's number eight
0: number eight okay i knew it was around the turn so number eight you know it's at that moment you're about to make your turn it's that first moment where you're about to have some wind in your face um, potentially, and it's just it can it can make or break your round. You get up there, you feel a little comfortable, um, but you shouldn't because well, it, it's it, a yeah, sneaky it, one.
1: I mean, you know, you know, you can have a good, a great front nine going. You come, you come to that hole, and, and you're going to see a lot of double bogeys. It's just going to happen, and, yep. and and it can kind of make or break some momentum for the back nine. So, so folks, what is that? that? So is why what, don't I
0: make it relevant for the listeners? What does that mean for the picks? That means that it's almost like Make the same picks as you did at Oakmont, pretty much. I mean, you got to pick guys that can hit the fairway, and you got to pick guys that can that can hit greens. And I don't think length matters as much on this course, wouldn't you say?
1: No, I, it certainly doesn't. I mean, it's it's one of the shorter open courses. You know, I think it's you know it's seventy one hundred plus yards. If you look at past winners, they certainly were the longest of players. Todd Hamilton won in four. Todd Hamilton was a no-name. no name. No huh? name. He obviously had won some tournaments around the world, but you know, to a Western audience, you didn't know who he was. Justin Leonard won in ninety seven. Um, another modest hitter, great putter. Um, and Kelkovecchia, you know, won it in eighty nine, I believe. And, you know, so you know, these are all players that have had nice careers, but I think it's anybody's game. I mean, obviously though, why you know, how can we sit here and not say Dustin Johnson isn't the favorite in Steve. some ways, right? I mean, this guy hits it so far, he's playing a different game.
0: Different you know, game, and it's on a laser. Straight I mean, up. no curve. If,
1: why can, he, he can hit driver on every hole as straight as he hits it, and even if he's a little off, you put it in some of the tall grass, but you're still hitting it at 320, 330. I mean, if it's dry out there, he's going to be hitting four hundred yard drives. He's playing a different game. So
0: Well, they said on the first four holes, with the wind, he could drive almost every green. It's unbelievable. It's, it's amazing how straight that guy hits that was And That a nice little squeak right there, Matthew.
1: Yeah, we're just sitting here on one of the, uh, one of the old uh, patio furniture chairs. It's actually inside the apartment, but we'll get, <laughs> we'll get into interior decorating on that. Uh, Love it. Guess. But um, you got to like Dustin Johnson, obviously. I mean, you know, we know who the favorites are. Well, why don't we day.
0: go into your picks?
1: My picks. Let's I, try
0: and give people some things that they wouldn't normally hear.
1: Evan, I think Adam Scott's going to have a really good week. Okay. Um, I think you know. You look at his past couple British Opens. I mean, he is statistically at the top. I mean, 2012, he was second. We all know about that year. Then he was third in 2013. Um, he was tied for fifth in 2014. Um, I mean, he's just he's, – he's always there. He's playing really well. Um, I've always felt like he's just got the demeanor for um, – for this kind of golf, because it can throw anything at you. I mean, if the weather does turn up, if it gets rainy, it gets windy, you're going to see a lot. And he's, he's a major champ. I like, so I like him. Now, every, every talk, everybody's talking about Sergio Garcia. You know, this guy, <laughs> can he win a major? He's, he's been so consistent all year. He's been so consistent in this tournament. He's got every shot in the bag. Um, I guess you can talk about his putting mean here and there, but I mean, I think. You like he, that claw? I, I, I think for him, but yeah, I, think I like that claw I, grip. He can, he can ball strike his way to win the championship, to win this championship. I, it's just in his head. I think, and you know, I, I just what, think it's. If set.
0: Sergio had a little bit more Math, Matthew Cermak and a little less Ryan Winehouse, I think he'd probably have a few majors. <laughs> well, just so folks. everybody knows, I mean, Cermak yeah. <laughs> is a short game magician, and Ryan can ball strike all day, but the kid can't putt. Well, you
1: know? You know, let's go easy on our guy Rye. I mean, he, he's he's probably one of the best ball strikers in St. Louis. But you know, you know, like you got to make putts. You know, gotta I mean, make them. I used to teach him a thing or two about the putter. He used to teach me a thing or two about the driver. But speaking so anyways, of Sergio, yeah.
0: because it's our first pod, should I tell a little story about the first time I met him?
1: Well, you know, if it's a good story, Ab, I think you should tell it.
0: <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> Okay, that's fair. Let's dive into it quickly, okay? I'm on a shoot. So I used to work with TaylorMade, used to help with their advertising. Sergio comes up on set. He's been there all day. He's, he's the last one. So they work 7 a.m., 7 p.m. We got him for some photography work for some print ads, okay? It's the end of the day. He's a little frustrated. Puts, he goes over to, to <laughs> <laughs> yeah, goes over to the beverage Ultra. Yeah. Goes over the beverage cart, puts a little Gatorade in there. Uh, We're about to start shooting. These are like a little teaser shots. We're we're getting real tight on the face. We want them to look intense. He stops the whole production, okay? We're about to start, stops the whole thing, looks at my art director. My art director is swishing around an ice-cold grape Gatorade, okay? He's loving it. (laughs) This is is hot Indianapolis uh, right around where the BMW used to be, and he was loving it. Sergio goes, where did you get that? He goes, what do you mean? He goes, where did you get that Gatorade? (laughs) <laughs> he goes, I just put it in the cooler like a half hour ago. He goes, oh, yeah, that's where I got it. He goes, well, that was the last one. He goes, yeah, thanks. It's delicious. He smiled at him, swished it around, took another swig. <laughs> Sergio was furious, and let me tell you, it was fantastic for the rest of the shoot because we needed him to look all upset. And I say, the guy got a little upset. Poor Sergio. But that's my little plug. But, no, I agree with you. I think the guy's personally a head case, although – the fact that he won his first PGA Tour event this year in a long time, he was in contention at the at Oakmont U.S. Open. Yeah, and this now, is I've, his favorite track. I mean, this—if he's ever going to win one in his whole career, I would tell you that it could be this weekend.
1: Yeah, no, I like Adam Scott. I like Sergio. Two guys to watch. I'll give you a couple. Of, you know, my sleepers, and we'll dive into your picks. Yep. I like I like Scott Piercy. Um, he's finished second in the last Crazy two tournaments that he would be he's a sleeper. played. Um, I, I, I think, you know, people know him, but he, he's usually not in the major conversations. Um, he's just playing such good golf. He just rips it, hits it low. I think he's going to be good. I think Jim Furyk, you know, I think Jim Furyk could be right there. I mean, he's healthy. He had a great, he had a great finish and top, I think he was third at the U S open. Um, he's playing really well. And and Matt Kuchar, um, I, I don't call him a sleeper. It's hard to just pick him at the top to win a major. Um, it really uh, is. He's very consi- he's, He doesn't win a lot, but he's always in the money.
0: I never like um, picking Cooch. It's not that yeah. I don't like him. I like him. I just I just never feel good about picking him.
1: But he's playing he's playing some of the best golf these last two months. It's true. Uh, you know, so many top tens, top fives. Um, you know, he, he's 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 putting great. He's a bent and nerdy guy, which I love. Oh sure. <laughs> but sure. so those are some of my guys. What about you? What about you, Ev?
0: All right. So obviously, I like it's actually kind of crazy I feel like Jason day is probably getting talked about less uh, than he normally would just because of DJ and and Spieth and Rory Rory's almost like a defending champ because um, he didn't play at st. Andrews last year because he blew open his ankle yeah um, but so I love Jason day I think this is his time um, I think that the fact that he blew up at the Bridgestone that People are thinking that he's he's struggling. But that has
1: he, nothing to do with anything. No,
0: he, he held the entire tournament together. One hole he got a little quick, made a couple mistakes. And he should have – If it, think about it. If he would have won the Bridgestone coming into this, that's all people would be talking about. And he could have won it. In, but he, yeah, he's won three times
1: hole. this year. His game is so good. But
0: he's the number one player in the world. so He's the best. we got we to gotta do something other than him. So I love uh, – actually, Henrik Stenson and Graham McDowell – I think, are great picks because of their accuracy yep. off the tee, their recent success in majors, and also Henrik, I think, is coming off a win in Germany a few weeks ago. Yeah, so,
1: and Graham played great at the Scottish Open. You yeah, know?
0: top 10, I think, right? Yeah. No, I mean, maybe he, 13th.
1: He, but, you know, he was there. You know, yeah. I think his game looks, looks good.
0: I think Leishman is another guy. Um, Leishman had the scare with his uh, wife's health um, he didn't even know if he'd be able to play anymore. Um, but he, he's had some recent success. Obviously, was in the playoff last year at St. Andrews. Um, seems to always kind of be up there in the majors the first few days and then maybe falls off at the end. He's known for being able to really flight his ball low. Um, and then another guy, I don't think he's necessarily a favorite, um, Patrick Reed... Is So at the President's Cup, the kid thrives when it's terrible weather. Yeah. And I think he has as many top 10s this year as anyone. Um, so I'm intrigued by him. He's just one of those picks that you don't really like, you know, because he's not like the most likable guy. But let me dive into a couple sleepers here. So Luke Donald mm. actually just filled in for – is it, is it Jayco Van Zeel?: Yeah. Um, apparently Oops. Jaco Luke- – I don't know how to pronounce his name, hopefully Jaco, uh, removed himself from the Open to prepare for the Olympics.
1: It's interesting, you know, interesting perspectives we get, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, so Luke Donald gets the call. Basically, was riding on the bogey train for weeks. Gets the call to hop on the par train all the way to Royal Troon. And get this, So I was looking at the stats today. Luke Donald, the last seven Open championships he's played in, four top 12s.
1: Yeah, something we said there. I mean, he is playing better, but he is still, man, he he is not what he used to be. This guy was number one in the world. I think it was in 2011. He was number one in the world. He is playing better. He went back to his old coach, Pat Goss, Northwestern's coach. Sure. uh, who, Who he was with, and then he left him for Chuck Cook. He's back with Goss. I think think one of those guys, good, if you're like a daily fantasy guy or you want earth. to put a sleeper in. Yeah, I think you're reaching a bit, Ev, but I respect it because yeah. I love I it.
0: just had to throw someone out there that nobody's talking about. And then finally, I love your Scott Piercy pick. The fact that he's being talked about as a sleeper is crazy. He could have won the last two or three events. Yep. Um, but let's talk about Francisco Molinari. Yeah, wow. Yeah, he's okay? great. This Italian is coming in hot, all right? He was tied eighth at the Quicken Loans. He got second in France, and then he's actually third in uh, strokes gained, T to green, the past 12 weeks. Guess who he's behind? Tell me. Jason Day and DJ.
1: Well, have you heard of those guys? (laughs) Heard of them?
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's the classic Cermak phrase right there. But he's always been known for his accuracy. He's had the experience uh, with rough conditions on link courses. Guy, he's a European. Um, I'm intrigued by him.
1: Yeah, no, I think I think, I think think it's good. Um, you know, Rafa Cabrera, Cabrera-Bello. I mean, there's another guy. I mean, sure. this Spaniard, he's been playing really, really well. What about Phil? Well, Ev, I was just kind of going there next. <laughs> I, I don't think we can end this pod without talking about Phil and maybe that guy named Tiger Woods, even though he's oh. not playing. Yep. But Phil, look, this is a, look. Nobody thought he could win the British Open. He did it two years ago. And as the story goes, he Phil claims that he found his links game at Troon back in four. First round, he shoots 73. Comes out and shoots 68, 66, 66, something like that. And talked about how he needed to be aggressive and all his work with Dave Pells. He finally developed a low, non-spinning shot. Huh. Phil's always been one to spin it. Yep. And it's funny to hear about that, that that happened at Troon. Phil not had the best year. Um, obviously, a miscut at the U.S. Open. Played a little better um, at the WGC. Phil can do it. There's no reason why Phil can't do it. He's still the five-major champ. And, and he, you know, he's won this tournament recently. But is he a sleeper, Evan? I think you have to put him – I uh, it's, it's hard he to can't put be a sleeper. him – you think he's a top – I don't know if he's a top 10 pick, but I think I, if anybody can do it – if any one of, of those old vets can do it, Phil. I mean he's the second best golfer in the last you know 20 years. That's so, true. Well, why so don't we do
0: this, Matthew? The par train has come into a halt of this first ride. Why don't we save Tiger, our talk about Tiger, for, for episode two?
1: Well, you know what, Ev? We can do that. We can talk Tiger and – you know we can talk all day we'll save it we'll save it for the next stop
0: all right let's do that um so thank you everyone who listened this was this was nice being you know the soothing sound of the tracks that song that intro song really gets you jacked up we a,
1: both love a it. great tune
0: if you want to punk your card on the par train too just go to at the par train on twitter uh we're gonna start there and we're just gonna see where this train takes us what do you think matt yeah,
1: well, I mean, we're going around the country, you know, maybe we can take it international. Sure. But we, we've got a great beverage cart, um, you know, we got, we love it, and we want to get folks on, and uh, we're up and running, you know, we're on the tracks, as they say.
0: All right, Matt, hey, go Cardinals, let's see how those picks do uh, um, at the British Open this weekend, and we'll just kind of take it from there.
1: Yeah, and we can talk about the Cubs' success at the, uh, the next stop. <laughs> So, right.
0: we'll, see. we'll see <laughs> if the train stops there.
1: Well, we will. So, Ev, you know, it's been a pleasure. Let's keep the train going.
0: Let's do it. Take care.